My hair is terrible. Nancy. Your hair is terrible. Well, I, maybe your hair looks terrible because mine looks so amazing. Yeah, that's what that could be. I had. Hi, we're early because we're. We're just we're checking to see. No one's here, and that's fine. So we're just talking. Um, yeah. I had my hair cut last night by uh, one of my daughter's best friends and my basically my adopted son Blake, uh, who is a hair cutter to the fancy people like Gwyneth Paltrow and anything. Anyway, I just had had him and his girlfriend over for dinner, and he gave me a haircut, which. Uh, should I just show them? Yeah, bit? yeah. Okay. okay. I'll see it now. That's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's got some, it's got some like Olivia Newton John layers. It feels going on. it feels like 69 rather than 71. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't know what 69 means. But 1969. Anyway, uh, hi everybody. I'm, I'm thinking like boots. Your boots. Okay. Um, hi, we have not been in this studio for a very long time. How long has it been? Oh my God. What? Two months. Aren't so we supposed to do this every week. Yeah. Well, okay. Yes. And starting today, no, it, there's been a lot of reasons. I mean, I went off to Kansas on a story, went off to Portland on a story. You were super busy with work and doing special projects. And now this little studio of ours, you can't see behind the curtain. But it's also a bedroom. Uh, <laughs> I just had the um, the amazing people that took me in uh, when I went to Ukraine. Uh, they were here for five days, Oksana uh, and her two daughters. And now I've got Molly Lewis, this world-class whistler who's staying here. And then Ken Lane is getting here next week. So the studios, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a living thing. Diddly, little do. Do, do, do. So um, slow. we're super glad to be here, even even talking about slow. You, Why don't you just fill in for the people how slow I am? Nancy's a bit droopy. She's a bit droopy. Um, she wants to uh, apologize, that she, although she doesn't need to, that she's going to be like snotty and gross throughout, yeah. throughout this. Yeah, sneezing. Um, Sneezing. Um, although the the it's like uh, it's like yawn, uh, yawning and sneezing when you're actually on television, it never happens, right? Because the uh, um, you're uh, uh, actually this relates to crying. Um, I think in some weird way, right. which is the, our, our subject. But uh, no, there's a because uh, people sometimes worry about this. You know how like sometimes you you yawn uncontrollably. Like for me, if yeah, I'm yeah, driving yeah. at three thirty in the afternoon after driving yeah, a long yeah. time and the sun's in my face, I will just no matter what. The situation right. is I'll yawn my face off yep. and you'll think there's no way I can stop the yawning. The yawning is going to last forever. Um, if you go on TV like that, or if you're just yep. like sneezing, it'll stop because some kind of adrenaline shoots through you. Cause like, ah, I can't. No, you, you gotta be, you gotta be on guard. You can't, it's, there's a, I remember reading about how like, uh, and I think they were talking about deer. Like if a deer is going to like give birth in the forest, but some danger comes, the body will shut down. Like the labor will stop. Because you have to be prepared, really? which is very much like going on TV, I think, you know. It's the same thing. Giving birth in the forest. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I have a, I have whatever stupid thing is going around New York. It's kind of like a flu. It's weird. I used to tell you, it's kind of like a slow roller coaster. You feel bad. You feel okay. You feel bad. Yes, anyway, so. If half of half of New York is. Yeah, I mean, so. the, the kids went back to school, so everyone's, everyone's yeah, dreaming. Hi, Norm. Good morning from the left coast. Good morning to you. Hello, everybody. We're actually super glad to be here, and we will try now that it's fall and all the summer traveling is over, except for Israel. Uh, we will um, try to get in here once a week because we enjoy it, and also because PalomaMedia.com. I think we announced this, but we're kind of bad about it. We had a redo over at the website. It looks so cute, Matt. It's very, it's very purple, pink. It's really cute. So we want to just like have some nice content over there. So that'll be there. But we are here today to talk about some beautiful media that's been happening. Do you want to maybe 
start us off with a yeah. So well, basically, this is a this is a, a, a competition. Yes. Um, we're going to see uh, uh, who, who is going to cry first, and we're almost positive that it's Nancy. Yeah. Um, because uh, like yawning and sneezing, I only uh, cry when there's um, on an airplane watching a movie, which we're going to get to. Um, uh, or, um, because I'm a middle-aged man experiencing menopause, uh, when I'm playing, uh, the guitar and, uh, singing my friend's songs, yes. um, that, that, yep. that gets, gets me a little verklempt. It's beautiful. Not going to lie. But since we're doing this live here, I'm having the TV response and I'm not going to choke up when talking about the documentary that both Nancy and I watched recently, uh, called Long Promised Road about Brian Wilson, which had me absolutely emptying buckets out of my eyeballs on an airplane coming from California uh, the other it's like the convulsing mayor, after the mayor show Mar, Mar. sorry Mar. I sorry I'm sorry John Mayer is the yeah is yeah the that's what Sarah Hepless said white to too, white boy blues player yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Camille's Ma favorite Maher uh, Mar, is the, Mar. Uh, okay is the political right. comedian anyways uh, so we'll, we'll get to that um because it's uh it's it's cry worthy and and uh, beautiful and interesting but you're gonna do this to me aren't you the lead okay. is that last night last on night. the television there's this great show that wins all the awards and people love it um, that I've seen at least in five minute chunks twice. And it's fantastic. Um, we watched one whole episode. I think, I think we watched the, for, anyway, we, doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. Um, called Reservation Dogs um, that Nancy's daughter has been working on as a set. She's the set decorator, the assistant, decorator. the assistant set decorator. Um, and so, uh, which is fine. And, uh, and, uh, and, and it's great. And it's a wonderful thing. And Nancy will talk about that. But last night, Last night's episode, because of a fluke, because of COVID, ultimately, right? Yes, um, because of COVID. Um, uh, she had to fill in at the last minute for an actress who is playing a spirit that comes down and visits a character in a jail cell. So last night, Nancy watched her daughter on television and um, got super verklempty. And so to talk about talk about seeing Tava on TV. I will, but I'm going to give I'm going to give a little backstory. Yeah. I may have done this before. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. So uh, this show Reservation Dogs, it premiered a couple of years ago. It was created by a guy named Sterling Harjo. Harjo is a very common Creek Muskogee last name. My daughter is half Creek. Okay. It was a friend of Tava's who was going on as the set decorator, someone she'd worked with 10 years before that said, hey, I'm doing this, this show. And you know, it's native stuff. I thought maybe you'd be interested. Meanwhile, my daughter is not a set decorator. It's not what she does, but she's done some film stuff. So she said to her friend, oh, okay, I'll do it. Where is it going to be? Oh, it's filming in Okmulgee, Oklahoma. My daughter's like, that's where my dad grew up. Okay, Okmulgee is not New York City. It is like a little small town in Oklahoma outside of Tulsa. So my daughter signs on to do it. And she finds out that the creator of this show is a guy named Sterling Harjo. He's one of the creators, along with uh, uh, Waititi, the guy that, did um mm -hmm. anyway yeah. I, whatever we'll put links you you know Brain what I'm talking fun. about yeah yeah I get I get a pass so it turns out that Sterling Harjo's mother and Tava's late father Tim Sampson were prom king and queen when they were at Indian boarding school in the 1970s okay so it's already like okay you're sis now also I'm not gonna go into a big spiel about the native world and the cousins and everybody and this and that it's just a beautiful thing the show is amazing but one of the reasons it's also freaking so amazing is because you know tava's grandfather who started as the, as the big chief in uh chief prompton and one flew over the cuckoo's nest and then her father did the did it on broadway later will Sampson, as soon as he became an actor which he wasn't he was like a lineman and an artist and he'd been a navy seal but he got tapped to do this part in cuckoo's nest which is a whole nother story that i've written about we'll put a link 
he fought so damn hard to have it be the case that Indians didn't just have to play Indians, yeah, no bull savage, yeah, war pal, blah, 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 scalping. Like, can't we just be a cop? Can't we just be a dental assistant, you know, or whatever? And it was so difficult. And it was pushing a rock up the hill, pushing a rock up the hill that Taba's dad was still doing in the 90s and the 2000s. Things did start to change. You did have some natives like Northern Exposure. Taba's dad had a lead, had a recurring role on Northern Exposure. Okay. However, in 2021, you get reservation dogs, which is, is a whole nother world. It is... Natives, as natives are with their humor and just like the everything, the thing that is all the DNA. And I can say this only because I've been around the native world for 35 years. And it was so moving and so funny and so real. And it's great. Okay. So now you got the backstory. And Top I'll, I'll interject just to say that Nancy has gone down there at least twice. Uh, three times. Three I've times. Been, I visited the set and hung out with Tava while she's working. Okay, great. So Tava's like, she also, another thing, Tava's dad died in uh, 2019. He's native. You know, her connections to the native world, they completely got amplified more than they ever were because she was now around her people and her aunties. And she, it was an incredible, it was like a homecoming to a home she'd actually never been in. It's just been important to her, important to the family, but I'm not trying to make too much of it. It's just been a super good thing. Okay. So now it's season two of Reservation Dogs. And and Sterling Harjo is like, hey, cuz, to Tavi, listen, you're going to, we're going to do a scene in a, in a prison, girl's prison, woman's prison. And as an homage to your grandpa, we're going to have you be one of the, um, they're going to be playing basketball because, you know, they are, they're playing basketball outside and we're going to have you in a prison jumpsuit you know your name samson on it we'll have you make a basket it'll be an homage to your to your grandpa which is uh, for those who right. have forgotten this is a uh, a, a crucial moment in one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh where the character by jack nicholson um the inmates are playing the prison guards in basketball and uh and chief played by tava's grandfather who is um playing deaf mute right and it's kind of standing on the sidelines not doing anything and it's about 100 yeah. feet tall anyways yeah, yeah. Six, uh, eight, uh, six, seven. Uh, and uh, jack nicholson's like you know shoot chief shoot chief put it in the basket chief put it in, in the basket and he does and it like becomes this huge a moment of and triumph chief. in the in the movie so yeah. they're doing it so they're gonna do it on march and that's great except that the day or two days before they're gonna shoot the actress that is going to actually play like a big speaking part in episode nine season two reservation dogs comes down with COVID. So she cannot come. So Sterling turns to Tava and goes, you're up, sis. Tava's like, what? Tava, first of all, who never wants this? She never wants the spotlight. She never wants the camera on her. She's never acted. She's like, no. He's like, no, you're doing it. Even the time she's like been accidentally on the cover of Italian Vogue. Yeah, Vogue she was on the cover of it Italian. It wasn't like she went out no, she trying did. to be the she cover didn't. of an Italian Vogue. Look, okay, there are some people that are like, <laughs> pick me, pick me, pick me. That would be me. Me, 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 me. And she's just like, I don't want any of this. And of course, they're like, yeah, you. So they, Tava does it. And... She was so nervous beforehand. Oh my God! Like yeah, gonna uh, vomit. Like, uh, like uh, I actually talked to her. Did you try remember? To talk she, her off I, the I think ledge. I was here, and she was, uh, and she was uh, talking to you about it because she didn't want to do it. No, did not want to. Not in a way like I don't want to do that. Mad, just like absolutely no. And Sterling's like, yeah, you doing it anyway? It was on last night. Uh, it was. It was, how do I say this? 
she was, I said to her today, I was like, you were so, I mean, besides being amazing and magical and on all this, and I, not just me saying this, Michael Moynihan agreed with me and you did it. Everybody has seen it. It's like, it's amazing. She had this impishness. And she said, mom, it's funny you said that because when we finished the scene, the actress she's doing it with, who's Lily, whose last name I'm forgetting, but she stars in Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. That's about to come out and that's going to blow up. After they finished the scene, she said to Tava, you were so impish. There was this just this beautiful thing that she was able to transmit that is very much of her people, of her family, that was so right for it. And I can't believe I'm not crying yet. I'm good. I will. I cried 14 buckets of tears last night. And the reason I did it is not just because it's my kid. It's because for so freaking many decades, her grandfather and her father and every other native actor, everybody has been trying to push this rock up this hill where we are fucking people here. Okay. And we're here, we live here and here's our life. And here's all these other connectors. And I'm going to give it to you in this way. That's sweet and funny. And she was part of it. And I was weeping my eyes out. Meanwhile, I hear Will and Tim saying to me, Nanny, it's great. It's all good. And it is all good. And if guys, if you get a chance to watch it, just watch it. I mean, I know I'm biased. I know Matt is to a certain extent, but it's just beautiful. And I have held it together. You've done a really good job. I, I, okay. Uh, I've watched uh, bits uh, of it and watched the uh, scene from last night. I'm, I'm too incompetent to figure out to make Hulu show me the <laughs> TV. It's surprising that um, the technology is not so good for me. Um, we made it here on time. I want to point out. We did. That's, we're that's, getting uh, better at the YouTube. We're uh, really yeah. uh, doing it well. No, uh, it, it calls to mind. Um, uh, uh, I went to a reading at Skylight Books in Los Feliz, uh, uh, neighborhood of Los Angeles, California, where both of us used to live. Um, and, uh, with a guy who I had not known before, they used to have great readings, a great bookstore yeah, yeah, in Vermont. Bookstore. Um, a guy I didn't know who you probably know, and you were probably at the reading because this is how our lives have run, but uh, named Sherman Alexi. I, Oh, I may have been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know he was just, yeah. you know, you go down to the reading. Yeah. Who's yeah, yeah. this guy? And, um, and, uh, he's a great writer, uh, a native guy. I think he had some controversy. Uh, yeah, uh, who, who some, doesn't? Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, and part of what really stuck out was, um, this kind of insistence of like just agency and normalcy and like, stop treating me like this, this, person this this thing egg that you or... put into a jar and, yeah. and stare at yeah um and uh, very good yes and yes uh and just beautiful i'm very funny too like the, very the sense of humor of it native that i know this is a vast generalization but in my experience native people are funny they like they it's not funny like ha ha henny young men funny. they tease each other teasing is like just completely part of the dna which i love i love some people don't like to be teased i love to be teased and it's just like this sort of just watch it. It's you know, watch the whole series. It's just finishing up uh season two. Uh sorry, spoiler. There is gonna be seasons three and four. So just nice. so you know now, I don't know if that's been announced, but I've announced it here now. Uh, and you'll just just super enjoy it. There's a there's a real wry humor um, to the show that's uh just a very uh like knowing and and surprising. The the whole thing just it lives in its own world, um, and it's not. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's authentic to itself without like, it, there's no, not a try hard thing. Even, this is, uh, Chris Woodruff just popped in. We're talking about reservation dogs. Yeah. Reservation uh, dogs on Hulu. Uh, so, you know, it's funny because obviously you knew about 
Tavi on the show, but Matt hadn't seen it. And, you know, it wasn't that he was resistant to seeing or anything. He just hadn't. And then I think I showed you, we either watched the whole episode or we watched a little bit of it. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be this. I'm like, that's what I'm telling you, yeah. dude. It's amazing. It's just, it's just an amazing show. So. Um, I want to know how it felt to be, uh, so Nancy originally went to uh, Los Angeles um, just a couple of years ago, um, when she was younger, um, to be, to pursue her acting to dreams. be a movie star. Well, yeah. look, it wasn't to pursue my, my acting dreams. It yeah, was okay. to fulfill my destiny of being a movie star. And speaking of that, if you want to go uh, follow my Substack, which is just yeah. nancyromland.substack.com or make more pie. That's also what it's called. Um, I am serializing my book, which is called 40 bucks and a dream stories of Los Angeles. It's great stuff. I, I, it, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, sorry did i just say that yep. but um it's good right. so anyway you will read you can read about that so were you gonna ask me like how it felt to see my daughter yeah so nancy goes out there and she's gonna be a star oh, and completely and uh and uh she worked in in the theater uh, <laughs> uh back east and then went out there to do it and you made your way in a couple movies <laughs> kind of not kind really. of not kind of really. not really so you uh, like pursued this tava fights it kicking and screaming it's the last thing like, that she wants Wink. well you know here's the thing i am so unremittingly grateful that i did not become a movie star i mean i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing which is sitting here with you dude and yeah. youtube um no i'm doing what i should be doing as a writer uh top you know it's just you want to talk about destiny for tavi she's just meant to be doing this a little bit if you're asking me like was there any sort of like oh my god why does she get to do that and i don't oh my god no not oh, at all an, I mean, not even a little it's, it's your just, kid it's, it's just great. amazing i just i it's just all kind of syncs up like if you just keep trying to do the right next thing which is what we talk about sometimes like how do you know like i don't know i'll just do the right next thing i don't know what the 11th thing is but she's doing it and uh, she's just finished up a movie called fancy dance where she was the headset decorator that's starring lily the actress uh, that's going to be in killers of the flower moon so uh keep an eye on some awesome native projects coming down the pike which i think is great just like more stuff on the buffet table so i think you did a really good job didn't cry too much. I didn't sort of cry. A little, I, little, 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 uh, little bit, little, little bit. Cry in your voice, as Neil Diamond taught us. That's right, and we, you know, we still have some stuff to talk about, so I might, we might get there. That's true. So, um, so my crying buckets, uh, uh, as mentioned before, was watching uh, the 2021 documentary uh, "Long Promised Road" about Brian Wilson, um, in which uh, basically he drives around with a writer from Rolling Stone. Yep. Um, and, uh, I think they managed to get into one diner and, and, and like, they go there. Cause Brian Wilson is very, he's really nervous. He's not even not nervous. is the wrong word. He's scared. He's scared. He's and a they, scared. Person. I'm a little scared right now. A little scared right now. I'm scared. Uh, so like they get into one diner and he's just like too scared to do anything except eat a lot of hot fudge sundays. Um, <laughs> so those are, that's his comfort. He's like, he can sit in the diner. He can sit in the car. So that's where they do the. the so it's the basically in the car, and then the yeah. guy drives around, and he like you know takes him to the old house in Hawthorne, and you know uh, I think maybe drives by the old studio, certainly old uh, this uh, house you had in Beverly Hills, and then this one in Malibu, telling stories, and, and he asks him questions about um, about uh, certain songs and certain moments, and uh, and then obviously they um, um, uh, intersperse uh, found footage of you know, them appearing on TV shows, which is really great. Um, and then the 
the stuff that you really want to see is just, you know, uh, working in the studios, making pet sounds and hearing some of the vocal performances and, and this, and I'm curious, actually, we haven't talked about, uh, this, we both saw it. Um, and, uh, separately, uh, separately, um, but Sorry. I was, uh, uh, as I, I mentioned a little bit on the Reason Roundtable uh, podcast, like um, for for Beach Boys completists, of which I'm one, um, yeah, of course, you're going to see it because it's Brian Wilson and it's going to have some Beach Boys stuff. And the music is just like incomprehensibly beautiful uh, to me. And the, and the harmonies are so beautiful. And there are moments in it. Um, and this is the part that always gets me in a documentary, particularly if I'm on an airplane, um, but uh, where you have in this case it was don was right uh, the great uh, producer who i think owns um blue note or whatever the jazz label is now like he bought it and like he's he's turned it uh, into... he, and he has a brother i think named david was could be was not was what's the yes who i weirdly had some correspondence with a couple of years ago but anyway we'll um get to that and so uh they show don was uh recently sort of sitting at the big board um, listening to God only knows and just isolating the things that, uh, the little snippets of it that Brian was doing and he's overwhelmed. He just, he can't. And this is, I mean, Don was made uh, his own documentary, which I need to see. I'm not a good completist, uh, from like 1995 called, I just wasn't made for this times. Yeah. Yeah, times. yeah. 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 Um, uh, the, the record of which, which I have on cassette, um, <laughs> um, is pretty good. Um, but like, you know, this isn't Don was his first rodeo and he just like, he doesn't have the emotions. He just, he can't describe what he's experiencing. I I live for those moments. I will watch uh, two hours of an absolutely shitty documentary about anything. If I've get five seconds of someone uh, inarticulate in the face of too much overwhelming beauty. And that's when my buckets come out. But, you but that's what God only knows is. I mean, you and I, we have had the conversation about God only knows more than once. I mean, you, you can be the smartest person in the world and you can be a Don was, and you can try to take it apart. Like I might do with a recipe or something, but you can't understand you. Now I am, I am going to cry because you can't, you can't get there. You just don't, I don't. Okay. What is genius? What is something that's been brought down from, you know, like the stars and have dropped into Brian Wilson. I, I don't know how he does that. And nobody can tell you how he does this. It doesn't matter how he does this. We just know that he is able to bring forth something that, I'm being super inarticulate, that makes us weep, that is uh, transcendent, that is, there's nothing more beautiful. Is there a more beautiful song? I I mean, there might be. I'm not not, sure that there There are songs as beautiful. Um, and that, and then you see the person who has, who, okay, this is the part that blew my mind about the documentary. Brian Wilson is still with us. Okay. There kind of is no reason why Brian Wilson, if you looked at sort of like you, you, you diced up the parts like that Brian Wilson should still be alive. He should have died in 1975. Many, many years ago. And also not only still be alive, but also the exigencies and the horrors that he had to live through in terms of that Svengali dude, that psychiatrist and what he kept him imprisoned for seven. I mean, it's bad. And yet Brian Wilson is still here and he is still bringing us these songs it's this um, insane and he's still like 
mentally ill. Um, and that's one of the fragile, fragile. It's one of the fragile. hard things to watch. And one of the reasons why I'm, I'm conflicted about it is that, uh, and I, I've seen him, uh, uh, perform, um, uh, pet sounds. Um, so in, did I, in, uh, I don't know if it was the 50th. I did in, in Portland about six years ago. Five no, years it was more ago. like 10, uh, 15 years ago in LA at, uh, at the, um, I think it was Greek. Yeah, it was the Greek. Um, and, uh, and my wife, Manuel, uh, we were sitting there um, and she actually um, uh, cried buckets watching him because it's clear when you're watching him that um, that he's not a well person. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm not even sure they had his, his piano turned on at this point, but all these guys who used to be in a band that were kind of contemporaries of friends of mine in L.A. called Baby Lemonade. Um, there's actually a really good documentary about the making of the remaking of smile. So smile is the great long lost record from 1967. That was supposed to be the follow-up from pet sounds. It became uh rock music's greatest, <laughs> like a record that we'll never hear, but it um, was released. It was. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, uh, it was the record that we'll never hear. It wasn't released for a lot of different reasons. Bits of it were released on subsequent to Pet Sounds records, like the songs uh, Cabin Essence and Heroes and Villains, um, that were just like the madness and the genius and the, the, the wondrousness were off the charts. Um, but uh, the process uh, clearly broke uh, Brian Wilson, or he broke while the process was happening. Um, uh, drug use and just um, the kind of lack of uh, of commercial response to pet sounds, which he thought was uh, his master stroke, which it was. Which it was. But, you know, in a lot of, anyways, all that was famous. And so um, at some point in the early aughts, um, these guys uh, rallied around him, young guys, my my age, basically, um, and Baby Lemonade. And and this was happening in a, uh, with a bunch of different musicians around L.A. at the time. People of my generation, musicians who revered, for instance, Love, the uh, great psychedelic uh, 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 Sunset Boulevard band uh, fronted by Arthur Lee. They found Arthur Lee, who was yeah. a schizophrenic living yep. in Los Angeles yep. at the time. Yep. And they like dude, we've got to get you back and, and get you back in fighting shape. And they did. And they, like, he started playing in Spaceland and other places. Um, and, uh, and this happens too. I think even Paul McCartney's drummer, um, is a guy who just comes from that generation and just like, you know, we are lucky to live among these people. And so it's a, there's a documentary about the remaking of smile. Like, uh, Brian Wilson thought, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to remake smile from what I remember. Cause the, the tapes at that point had been presumed to have been lost. Um, and it couldn't have been done. So he re-recorded Smile uh, based on what he remembered and, and a, a couple of things with this band. And there's a documentary about them uh, putting on that show uh, for the first time in London um, and uh, with these guys and just the, the, the build up to it. And actually, there is that moment of the uh, incomprehensible, overwhelmed with emotion response, which came from Van Dyke Parks, who right. was the lyricist. Right on a lot of that just like a really arcane weirdo music oh i saw that yeah i saw that documentary right when so he's in the audience he's in the audience yeah and yeah he lies almost completely flat yeah. with just sort of yeah. his hands like this yeah because he can't he can't handle how much emotion is happening through him right now and those guys were in the in the documentary those guys yes, they've, they've, doing the they've singing, just stuck the with sing, him yeah they have they they stick with this guy who's not there i mean this is fully not there that's the beautiful thing that's what i'm saying this like how it's it's just all beauty and reaching out 
for this. So there was also, as we spoke about, so it's also, uh, you should understand that the documentary is made by a Wilson. I don't know how is, how is the person who made it? Not related, but it's, executive, related. but it's executive produced by Brian and his wife. Okay. Which is a so, problem. So, well, okay. Well, and that's also interesting. I mean, you know, we, we, when you talk about, um, um, the Michael Jordan documentary, the last dance, it's like, well, he kind of like had the okay over everything. People are like, well, is that really fair? It's like, well, okay, well it is. And it's awesome. So you should watch it. But this was a very difficult, there were some very, very difficult parts of this documentary. Like really, it was, it was grueling to see how willing uh, Wilson was to allow you to see how much pain he was in, including something I'm not going to give of a spoiler that he found out in the car. You remember what I'm talking about. They were talking about, oh, how is he doing? And the, Oh, right. Yeah. It's just. It's, it's. um. My problem with it is there's a little, it's a little self-exploitative somehow. Like I, I worry that people and, you know, he will make money from this and I want him to make money. Um, by the way, if, if you haven't listened to it, he released a record about a year and a half ago of just him playing um, yes, piano. Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, including mo a bunch of old uh, Beach Boy songs. Um, just turn it on in the mornings when you're making coffee. It's, just uh, it's beautiful. It, it, it's gorgeous. So he's still he's still alive. He's still producing. He's not uh, an invalid. Um, but um uh, you know, there's there's a scene in uh, the movie where the Rolling Stone reporter has him listen to his brother Dennis's uh, solo album, Pacific Ocean Blue. And Brian's like, oh, I've never heard that. There's no way in the world he's never heard that. Do you think there's that's... zero chance? Zero. OK, so that he's I never heard. This I bought it. Record. I bought it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so like that to to see that and and um and also you know he's he's answering in a very rote way oh yeah that's when you know me and dennis we used to hang out because i'd do all the acid together it's kind of great and, and disarming but also like he's giving the same kind of rote answers to questions that he's given a thousand times before and it just sort of feels like what are we doing here why why do we it, need it to feels see a little uh, uh a little not invasive a little exposing in a way that sometimes makes you feel a little uncomfortable or that it's like, do I, like, I want, I want some of those moments to be private. I didn't want, I yeah. didn't want him to have to experience like this one thing where there was so much pain. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You wanted to just like throw a blanket around him and give him some privacy. Um, but I, first of all, we've got a, how do we make that stop? I don't know. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. We've got a troll here. How do I? Uh, I let's I go over it? here and uh, click, uh, click uh, remove, remove or hide this user. Uh, let's click hide, hide, hide this user. Okay. Boom. You're hidden, dude. Uh, are we? Okay. Well, just scroll up because we've got a bunch of questions. Let's answer some questions yeah, yeah. that are up here. Um, uh, Andrew Dunbar points out importantly that if a kangaroo mother is, is uh, being pursued by a predator, she will drop her joey as a distraction oh, yeah, so yeah. she escapes subsequent to that her forked shaped uterus starts gestating the embryo her body keeps what? okay uh, and uh, uh, okay well all right and, uh, andrew points out that that's pretty metal if okay. you ask and that's absolutely correct uh norm uh, says i loved smoke signals Oh, that was, uh, that's um, Alex uh, Alexi. Alexi. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I think maybe that was what he was uh, touring on back yeah. then, yeah, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, a funny guy, really funny uh, yeah. sense of uh, humor. Uh, uh, Andrew comes back in. Episodes of the fifth column where Nancy pops up are like uh, the episodes of Power Rangers where the Green Ranger showed up. It happened intermittently, but those were the best episodes. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. That's um, right. I paid him. Uh, uh, we uh, we especially uh, it's it's enjoyable to us, all of us, I think, uh, when like we're because, you know, we're in here sometimes uh, with the boys and in the studio. We're supposed to do it this week, but uh, we yeah. have a lot of problems as as a as a as a the power, band, the band, you know, as a power trio. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, when uh, we're in here, uh, Nancy likes to uh, interrupt us with drinks. Uh, which is uh, a very well. They did it on a video. The what you were doing the Twitch the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. And I came in with like a little tray of drinks and ice, and Michael's like, "Yeah, we're not. This is not sexist at all." <laughs> I'm not sure Michael would acknowledge. Uh, Michael is to sexism what Camille is to racism. <laughs> this can't possibly exist. Anyway, I love it. Mermaids so, aren't um, real. Um, uh, Bu Vandal says the Beach Boys did a big reunion tour in 2012. Yes, I didn't see it. Um, I should have. I'm a bad fan. And uh, I'm sorry. And what was great about that tour um, is that uh, about two thirds of the way through, um, uh, Mike Love fired the band. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God. Uh, so they they had a uh, 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 they had a record uh, came out there, and I'm uh, blanking on the name of it right now. Um, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, that's why God made the radio. I think is what it's called. It's got a couple of pretty good songs on it, um, and it did a tour and. But Mike Love owns the Beach Boys as a as a, a trademark of band. Mike Love is one of the great villains in, yeah. in all rock yeah. music history. Yeah. I totally appreciate villains because uh, uh, they usually end up being the ones who like have the trains run on time. And, oh, yeah, I was going like, to say they keep things together, but you hate them. Yes, so, yeah. um, which he uh, Mike Love had to do during the long dark road of Brian over the years. But he fired the reunited Beach Boys, and they had done things like um, uh, Brian, because uh, he's uh, uh, sentimental, surprisingly, for a guy who wrote all those songs. Um, he'd done things like found dudes who were on like the 1963 record or on the in the touring band at the time, and hadn't really played with the band since, and like got them and got them on tour. So it was like the big Beach Boys. Everyone who'd ever been involved with the Beach Boys was like there. And Mike Love's like, okay, great. Um, yeah, class dismissed. Um, and it was sort of, and uh, I'm sure they sued each other um, as they always do. That So many uh, wonderful uh, lawsuits there. Not as good as my favorite lawsuits in all of rock uh, history, which is um, George Harrison, who's, God love him, was a total dick. Uh, George Harrison sued Ringo Starr in the 70s for recording one of his songs because he didn't like the version. <laughs> they just, and this is the guy who wrote Sue You, Sue Me Blues. Um, yeah, why why wouldn't you do that? But yeah, I, I didn't see that uh, tour. I wanted to wish. Um, but uh, having seen uh, Brian and the backup band, even on the tour that the Beach Boys were on, they had some of the Brian backup band guys on and they're carrying a lot of it. I mean, they're carrying so the vocal. Who did I see? I saw it's like about six years ago in Portland. It was the 50th anniversary of Pet Sounds. There was Brian on piano and lots and lots of other people, including like a nephew who was doing the vocals that Brian could no longer yeah. do. It was, I don't know who was in the band. It was great if they, and you know, I think he's still, at least if you're looking at the documentary, they're still touring sometimes. Yeah. Go see them. I mean, guys, like, if you get an opportunity to uh, go go see them, you know, I, years ago I saw uh, Leonard Cohen. Actually, like the year before he died, I saw him play. You want to talk about a moving experience? Holy crap! 
just like weeping and amazing. And my daughter was living in New York at the time and he was going to Madison Square Garden. She'd never heard of Leonard Cohen. And I was like, you're going, you're going with your friend. They were like 24 years old and they went and they, they were in the audience just weeping. It's like this stuff is transcendent. Just, just go. If you get a chance, go. Even go with your kids. It's, it's worth it. So, dude, we're bumping up against our time. I want to point out um, uh, an, an ethic, a rule that my great colleague and fellow uh, Beach Boys head, uh, Brian Doherty, um, uh, uh, had for a long time. I don't know if he still maintains this because it's a little difficult in our modern era and where he lives. But like it was, if a uh, an artist uh, of X amount of transcendence. Um, like contributions to the world and to the to the musical arts um, happens to come within X number of miles where he lives, he will just go see them. Just go. He will just go see them. And and I realize that um, that's that can sound excessive. Um, that's sort of certainly unaffordable. Uh, uh, and at the same time, like kind of wish I'd seen Paul McCartney. I still haven't seen Paul McCartney. And well, it's there's time, dude. Maybe. Um, uh, uh, I, I'll add one thing to that. I, it's, I have a rule about that too. If a toddler or a little child offers you a piece of food, take it. I don't care if you're on a diet, take the candy, take the piece, the cookie that they're what, offering. What you. if they just, put, I, I have eaten, I have eaten a piece of gummed banana that a child has offered me. Yes, it's fine. Just do it. Trust me. That, that's fine. Okay. Um, okay. That's what I'm saying. Is a parallel with going to see the band. That's what I'm trying to say here. Okay, just go. Hold on. Let me see if there's any uh, things underneath it. Oh, look. All right, there are. Um, uh, Yoko Ono doesn't fit in that villain archetype, says okay. Andrew Dunbar. Eh? I we, think we talked about her on our previous yeah, we, episode. Yeah, we've had a Yoko. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not having Yoko. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, Norm also asked, Matt, what do you think of almost famous? Um, I uh, Conflicted about it. Uh, parts of it I really liked. Um, uh, obviously, um, uh, the fact that the tiny dancer became the rallying cry in the movie is kind of great. Cause I've always hated that song. I love that song. And, uh, uh, I always just sing it to hold me closer, Tony Danza. And it makes it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but also that was like a, that's, that's like a real like rock band moment. Like the illogic of the falling out and the crashing and then just like, screw it let's bond over this song um so uh i, I appreciated that um uh the writer um what's his face that's based on uh um yeah i'm i'm i've always been a bit conflicted about his work but overall uh positive let's say um so that's the answer that any uh, any announcements for the peeps um i had something that was related to all of this that was paloma focused but now I've forgotten and lost the plot. So sorry. Um, um, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, so yes, we will, uh, we will aim endeavor um, to be back on a more uh, weekly, hopefully Tuesday focus. Tuesdays used to be the day. So we'll try to get back on a we'll Tuesday try to schedule. See you next Tuesday. Try to see you next Tuesday. Um, and, uh, and get this all in order. But thanks for uh, coming and hanging out. And I think Nancy did pretty good. I did. You only uh, credit the Beach Boys. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so also, yeah, uh, guys, go over and um, go over and subscribe to Paloma if you want, or here or wherever. Just subscribe to our stuff. Fifth Column or my podcast, Smoke Em If You Got Em. We just dropped another episode today. Yeah, they've been doing uh, they've been doing uh, subscriber only bits. It's very good to encourage Nancy and, and Sarah to uh, to kick uh, butt, which they've been doing. Uh, it's terrific. And uh, and yeah, Fifth Column yep. reason. 
Okay. Bye, bye guys. Bye.